Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello everyone, welcome to Out of the Drying Pen, a Pokemon This Series podcast, where each week we talk about our eventful weeks, and we discuss two Pokemon anime episodes with some twist along the way. And just a quick reminder, this podcast is rated E for explicit, and I'm your host Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host Austin. My left leg just fell asleep, and I feel horrible about it. Can you walk? Uh, I can try, it's not going to work very well. Do you need to walk around, get some blood flow in there? I'm like kicking it back and forth a little bit, maybe that'll work. That typically works for me. Also, hit it. Like, smack it, smack yourself in the thigh. Smack my ass like a drum. Yeah, just pound off for a second. You'll get it going. Oh, God. <laughs> That's going to haunt me forever. <laughs> one time I was at the drugstore waiting on a medication, and when they called me up, I, I didn't realize one of my legs was asleep. So I stood up and I fell to the ground. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy how your body just doesn't let you know? Until you move, and then it's like, oh. Yeah, your body just tries to play a prank on yourself. Hey, you want to watch yourself trip? Here you go. Boom. And um, we're also here with other co-host, Alex. How you doing, Alex? I'm doing okay. And you know what, Austin, don't worry. It's not about walking the walk. It's about talking the talk. I can't do that either. Okay. Well, then I guess we should just hang up our hats now. Yep. Thank you all for joining us. Um, our legs are falling asleep. We can't talk today, so you just want to hang it up. All right. Bye, everyone. Next bye. week we're doing... <laughs> <laughs> this is our record for our shortest podcast ever. Good. We need shorter podcasts. Yeah, we need to do the Guinness Book of World Records and just do the shortest podcast ever. What? You mean you don't want to talk for 30 minutes at length about Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter? Sorry, I can't hear you. I already (laughs) already stopped recording. I can't hear you. Uh, Okay. Okay, Alex and I will take over. Um, So, Alex, (laughs) what did you you do this week? Um, What did I do this week? Nothing, I guess. Nothing interesting. That's sad. I can't even remember. Video games? You play any video games? Well, I have been playing... Ace Attorney that Austin lent to me. I'm almost done with it. Do you love Edgeworth? I love Edgeworth. He's my favorite. It's such a cliche, I know, but I can't help it. He's the best. <laughs> what makes it a what makes it a cliche? Because he's like the Sasuke. He's like the edgy bad boy character. Ooh. There's always a Naruto and a Sasuke trope in like all Japanese media. He's definitely the Sasuke. He's like, I'm going to turn myself in because I'm guilty. And then it turns out, well, Phoenix is like, no, Edgeworth, I'm not going to let you sacrifice your life. And it turns out he wasn't guilty. So he's he's a drama king, and I love it. Then they kiss. Ooh, do they really? No, I wish. They should. <laughs> Phoenix Wright, ass attorney. Ooh. Ooh. I think There's I read your fan that fiction manga. Honest. <laughs> you read that manga? That's probably already out there. Yeah. You know there's a fan fiction for that. There always is. We could just assume at this point that every single thing we've thought of has already been thought of, and it's already published out there in some form somewhere, and it's probably got 54 likes. 54 likes. That's very specific. Mm-hmm. That's more listeners than we have. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm alluding to. It's like, we should just switch to fan fiction. <laughs> well, I'm so excited to do our fan fiction episode. Yeah, we were just talking about that yesterday. See, the problem with that is mine keeps changing every episode that we do because my mind keeps going like, oh, I can just use this past episode. Oh, I can just use this past episode. So I'm like, I'm really having a hard time like honing down on one specific idea for this thing. Let's make it a weekly segment. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just do the alternate episodes, the director's cut of Pokemon. 
just a disclaimer, Austin here is the only one with a creative no. writing background. So. No, 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 no. Don't put that seed out there. No, no, what? no, no. It's true. Don't don't give them hope. Austin, plant your seed. Gross. Please. <laughs> I mean, all I'm trying to say is if anybody's going to be decent at writing something, it's going to be It'll be, be Alex. Why me? I can't write for shit. I can't write either, so, I mean. Do we have, like, a word count limit on no. this? No, no. I feel like there to. should be a constraint. I found the scripts online for the Pokemon episodes, and so I was just gonna kind of make it that length. Oh my god, that's a really long commitment, Jacob. That's like a <laughs> big all that ordeal. <laughs> you checking the schedule, Austin? I'm trying to find it. Jeez, our fan fiction episode isn't for like many months. Good, I'm gonna need it. That's good. I'm okay with that. I need to prepare myself. Let's see. Let's do a count. Including this episode, we got one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine episodes until then. Ooh, okay. Yeah, don't hold your breath, listeners, because it's not for a while. All eight of you, don't hold your breath. I think next week I'm just going to go up in the mountains, get a break from the world. and. Well, Jacob, that's what you're going to do next week. Well, what did you do this past week? <laughs> this past week I went to, actually yesterday, I went to an international food festival. And it was really fun. They had everything from jerk chicken to poutine. Mm-hmm. So we got a we had like Jamaican and Canadian food, and then there was also like some Japanese tea place that was really exciting too. And I took my dog, and the wife went with us, and we met some friends there, and it was it was just really fun. The downside to it was COVID really limited the options because originally there was going to be like all these booths set up and tents set up with all this variety of food, and then they had to hone it down to like a third of what it originally was going to be. So it's disappointing. Yeah, it was only bad side to it. And originally, we were going to do that, the International Food Festival, and go to Japan, this, like, Japan celebration thing around here, too. But it got canceled before that due to COVID, so... I saw that in my phone calendar, and I was like, why is this in my calendar? <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know what, when I put it there or why. I think we were going to we were gonna talk about, like, maybe us all going to it. Oh, is that why I put it there? Okay. We were so, like disgruntled with everything being canceled like all our plans are getting canceled due to the pandemic again it's going back full circle so that's what's uh we're like just upset about it (laughs) get vaccinated wear your masks be smart don't take a necessary risk people be stop it stop it you're ruining everything for everyone (laughs) that's exactly how it is it's like i know this is the hot topic topic we got that glimpse of hope like around may remember when they were like all right mask off you know Oh, I didn't believe that for a second. I was like, this is incorrect. <laughs> yeah, I remember you saying that. I was more of a, trying to be optimist a little bit. And she was like, okay, maybe we've reached that point. But here we are again. So, <laughs> I think it's here to stay. It's here to stay because people were not taking it seriously like they should have. Yeah, but anyway, everything's getting ruined again. But I still had some fun there. It was just, you know, scaled down thanks to the pandemic. <laughs> I have a question about that food festival, Jacob. I went to that, I think a few years ago Mm -hmm. and this is a dumb question but they had like the nicest porta potties i've ever encountered in my entire life (laughs) did you go into one of those i did not go into one but they were deluxe i will say that it was amazing it was like they had like a chandelier in there (laughs) it was it was super fancy and the cool thing about it was too is they had like these portable hand washing stations too Oh, they had these little cool portable hand washing stations all over the place, too. So it was like, you know, you either had Germex or you could wash your hands, whichever route you want to take there. Or you could do both. Anyway, Austin, what'd you do this week? Well, we already discussed what I did this week before the podcast. Uh... (laughs) We kind of get in a 
We get in a bad habit of doing that sometimes. You definitely have a more uh, interesting life going on right now. You're on a personal quest. I always got the crazy shit going on. How about this? How about we just say, if you live in a communal space, like an apartment complex, please be mindful of your neighbors and also mm-hmm. the wildlife. Don't do anything stupid. Mm-hmm. Be a good, courteous neighbor. Take a page out of Mr. Rogers' handbook. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to watch... I'm, I do this stupid thing I do every year, which is like, oh, I got to watch all the shows for the Emmys. So I wait till the week before the Emmys to start watching most of them. <laughs> Jeez, somebody. I just finished Flight Attendant. Who do you think is going to bring home the Emmy for best series? Well, I think Ted Lasso is going to win a bunch, but I don't have Apple Plus TV Deluxe or whatever it's on. So I can't watch it. I do know that one. That's the one about the football coach who becomes a football coach, right? Mm-hmm. The foot, football Wait, coach. the football coach that becomes a football coach? Yes. It's ironic, isn't it? Are we talking about football and soccer here? We call it footy or football. We got to be respectful to our European friends here, listeners. Okay. Hey, European listeners, <laughs> write in and let us know. You call it footy? <laughs> Have you, you seen football? Ted Lasso? What do you think of it? I haven't been able to see it. How's it feel if American come in and dominate your sport? In this false reality. Oh, you know what? Speaking of shows, I don't think this is on the Emmy list of shows, but I was watching something called Why Women Kill. I've never even heard of that. What's that? I don't know. Have you ever seen, like, Pushing Daisies, that old show? Uh, I'm aware of it. It's set in, like, the 50s, but it's kind of a... It's a more modern take on the 50s. It's kind of, like, whimsical. It's not exactly, like, period accurate or anything, but... It's basically about this homely lady who wants to join this, like, elite garden club. And her husband is, (laughs) her husband's, like, a veterinarian, but she finds out that he's, like, a serial killer. Oh, it's Dexter. Kind of. But it's, like, more whimsical and lighthearted than Dexter. I'm only on episode two or three. I just started it, but it's, it seems like it's shaping up to be interesting. So. This is on Paramount Plus? It is. I didn't know you had that. We have a free trial mm. just for a little while, so. I thought that would be like a Discovery like a, or like Crime Channel show. I thought it was like, you know, Snapped or something. No, it's not like that. It's it's complete fictional, like just kind of a whimsical, it's not serious or anything like that. Gosh, there's so much streaming stuff these days. I just can't keep up with it. It's impossible. Too many services. It's all a cash grab. Just go buy your DVDs, I guess, if you want to watch something bad enough. <laughs> DVDs? That's what I do. Not even Blu-rays? A lot of the old shows, it's easier to find the DVDs than it is the Blu-rays. I've noticed a lot of things, like TV show home releases, they don't even put them on Blu-ray. They, they still, in this year of our Lord 2021, put them on DVD only. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They actually, there's not a lot of Blu-rays being made. I think it's just the cost of making a Blu-ray and then the fact that it's not so so much better and no one fucking buys D- dvds yeah no one's really media. that's true personally i think we should revert back to vhs tapes oh god <laughs> lord if you can find a vhs vhs player like under a hundred dollars good luck they're, they're like, so super expensive. expensive how did that happen vintage vcrs were fucking everywhere and now we can't fucking find them anymore <laughs> You can even find, like, my grandma, I remember I had, like, one of those old rewinders. Remember, like, before VHS yes, could yeah. actually rewind <laughs> oh, the tapes? Yeah. So you'd have to put in that thing. <laughs> those things were helpful. They were they very were. helpful. Those quick rewind boxes or whatever. Ten seconds. Boop. Film's ready. Be kind rewind. 
be kind oh rewind. my god <laughs> oh that's Ooh, yes maybe, oh my gosh maybe if we revert back to vhs tapes blockbuster and hollywood video will have a resurgence and they'll come back that'll be amazing just recreate those old nostalgia days friday night get a movie everything comes around eventually i think i saw recently they announced they were releasing a, uh, an audio cassette of some soundtrack or something but i can't remember what it was an audio cassette oh what was it shit was it pokemon no it was something really random break out your walk man the portable cassette player <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to the boom box this is actually making me sad because yesterday austin and i were walking around target and they have a bunch of like cds like audio cds and i was lamenting the fact that i can't even purchase one of these because my car my new car no longer has a CD player. That's true. They don't have them anymore. Where the hell would you then listen to? I mean, I guess unless you had a stereo with a CD player, it's like, how would you listen to CD anymore? For the record, I found it. It was a Charlie Brown Christmas is getting a new audio cassette release. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) So that kind of makes sense. That's random, but okay. Hopefully it sells like hotcakes. I think they should put CD players back into cars. I don't, I don't know. Mine has a CD player. Well, what year is your car? Because 2015. That's why. Mm. I wonder what the cutoff year was. It's probably the year after. It probably was 2016. Yeah, it was near the end. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, the rear view camera thing now, how every car has to have a rear view camera on it. My car does have that. Well, here's my, my petition for bring back CD players and cars because I have a bunch of old CDs now that I can't listen to because my old car was a 2009. So, of course, it had a CD player. I'd just like to reflect that we are recording a podcast about a late 90s cartoon, and here we are campaigning for CD players to come back. (laughs) I'm just saying. Bring it all back. Technology sometimes does more harm than good, okay? When are we going to get to the point where we bring back, like, the iPod Nano and stuff like that from the 2000s? Oh, my God. They tried that. Oh, they already tried? What did they do? Yeah. Do you remember they tried to bring back the Nano or something like that? No. Maybe it was something... I thought it was they tried to bring back the Nano one year and it just didn't sell because they were like, well, duh, let me look at this thing right here. It's the same thing, you know, but I don't have to carry two separate things, but... Jacob's holding up an iPhone, for the record, for Mm -hmm. a visual aid. Yep. Everyone's got one. Do you guys remember, like, LimeWire and all that? Oh, yes. Like, ripping music to download to your iPod Nano. There was Napster, too, or something like that. Yeah, they got in... I thought they got into some kind of trouble or something. They did. They did, for the same reason that LimeWire didn't get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I miss uh, that. Anyway, that guy's a billionaire now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> he owns Facebook, so... Mm-hmm. Gross. Anyway. Yeah, yep. Ooh, let's get into that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of modern Share things the well. issues... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thank you, Facebook, for enhancing society. (laughs) That was a joke. Okay, just real quick, and then we can move on, because I know we have Pokemon to talk about. But there was a headline I saw just recently about how... Because Facebook owns Instagram. Oh, I saw this too. Yeah, their research indicates how toxic Instagram is for teenage girls. And yet, they play... They Well, I wouldn't even say they play on that. They prey upon it. Specifically to keep their revenue going but i'm like this is awful like these these multi-billion dollar companies know how terrible and toxic this is to our society and yet they continue on as if it wasn't hard enough to be a teenage girl already <laughs> it's just all a false reality <laughs> we could get in really deep with that we don't have to it's just all the false reality that these things are portraying so keep that in mind mm-hmm. 
talk about Pokemon. <laughs> Yay! Let's get into our Pokemon episodes for this week. We're going to start off with a chancy operation. These episodes were great. These were, yeah, these were phenomenal. These were phenomenal. Yep, we're going to start with a chancy operation. I got the randomizer right here to select who's doing what for this week. And it is myself, Alex, and then Austin. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. Let's start with our 30-second summary challenge. And I'll lead us off. And then whenever you guys are ready, someone just give me the countdown. All right, you're going to come up in three, two, one, go. All right, so Pikachu swallows an apple hole and starts choking, so they have to run to the ER, and they meet Doug Russ there. And Doug Russ seems like a jerk at first and refuses to help Pikachu, but he sees that Pokemon in need, so he does wind up helping him, but then he tries to go back to sleep. But then there's a huge accident, and uh, Nurse Joy needs Doug Russ to open up his ER for the Pokemon to come in. He agrees to reluctantly, and then he winds up saving all the Pokemon after Team Rocket joins in, pretending to be doctors trying to help, but they try to take all the Pokemon away, and... Doug Russ is a hero here, I think. Time. <laughs> I think. <laughs> okay, well, you're wrong. <laughs> He's not a hero. <laughs> That's why I think I think. Because I was like, Doug Russ is a hero, I think? I thought oh, it was boy. Doug Ross. What did I say? Russ. Oh, is it Ross or Russ? I think it's Ross. Ross? Who is this character from? I don't even know what you're talking about. So, in preparation for this episode, I watched the pilot of ER last night. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Okay, so I was right. Okay, it was yeah. ER. I was thinking Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Y'all, this was 100% George Clooney in ER as Dr. Ross, I think. Do you mean to look it up real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Did you uh, not recognize George Clooney, Alex? I mean, I know you said that last time, and I was like, okay, clearly he's based on someone, but I didn't care that much, I guess. <laughs> Whoever was doing the voice was very clearly doing a Clooney impression, which, good. It is Doug Ross. Thank you. I messed up. Doug, not Doug Russ. Doug Ross. <laughs> we got a Flint Clint thing going on here. I mean, that show started airing before we were even born, or before any of us were even born, so. Yeah, that is true. Which Doctor show is with McDreamy and all that? That's Grey's. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of, like Jacob said. Grey's Anatomy still going? Somehow. Wow. But they're all gone. Oh, they just replaced McDreamy, the cast. McDreamy, McSteamy, yeah. and all of them. They're gone. <laughs> McSteamy. <laughs> which one was McDreamy and which one was McSteamy? Oh, I have no idea. I never watched it. Whatever. I think maybe Dempsey was McDreamy. They're same same thing. They're all the same. I forgot that these movie actors are actually on these shows, too. I remember ER a little bit because my mom used to watch it with me as a kid. And I remember seeing Clooney on there, but I didn't know like the, the way his character acted on the show or anything like that because I wasn't really <laughs> paying attention. Okay, so from that one episode I watched, which was the pilot episode dr ross is a pediatrician who comes into the hospital drunk sometimes oh what <laughs> sleeps it off taking up a room in the er he had some sort of past relationship with the head nurse who during the pilot attempts suicide and the implication is it's because she's in love with dr ross but i didn't get that far to find out if that's true or not he also like sexually harasses his student who is coming in to practice under him. So he, he's a skeevy guy. So wait, is this whole like George Clooney, Dr. Proctor character in the Pokemon anime, is that why he's asleep when they first like come across him because he is drunk on the show? I don't know. I don't know if that's a recurring thing or if that only happens in one scene. <laughs> I didn't watch it not to find out. 
<laughs> I'm assuming it's an ongoing problem. That's I, what we'll I find guess. out. I'll keep watching ER and let you know. Oh my god, <laughs> that's dedication. Next week on ER. <laughs> ER update. So, was ER really popular in Japan or something? It must have been if this episode exists. They at least watched the pilot. We'd have to watch the original Japanese airing to see what, like, what was added to it to kind of make it seem more like ER for the four kids dub, or... That was George Clooney. You can't tell me yeah. otherwise. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was George Clooney. <laughs> oh, goodness. ER must have reached Japan, I guess. I guess so. Anyway, this is the most 90s episode so far. Well, should we talk about it? Yeah, we should. I guess I'm leading. Shit. Oh, we all have ton to, a ton to say, probably. Okay. Oh, yeah. We open up with Pikachu choking to death. Because just like my foster dog, if you take your eyes off of him for literally half a second, he'll eat something he's not supposed to. They're going to go find a Pokemon Center, but the narrator informs us there's not a Pokemon Center for miles. So they end up at a human hospital, which is a rarity. I feel like we've never seen this before or since. A hospital for human beings? I just assume no one got sick. God forbid. Regardless, apparently today this giant hospital is closed. My question is... This is the only medical center for miles and miles. And they seem to be in a heavily populated, like, city area. Yeah, where the fuck? Okay, where the fuck are they? Okay, now That's that. another point. Where are they? <laughs> yep. We have no idea. We don't know, but apparently there's no Pokemon Center, which is bizarre, because there seems to be a Pokemon Center every, like, ten feet. Well, there's a Pokemon Center near enough for them to transport an ambulance there on short oh, notice. Yeah, yeah so that's what contra- it contradicts itself within, like, ten minutes. I didn't even think about that, but that is a good point. Regardless, Dr. Proctor, that's his, that's his real name, I guess. Dr. Mm-hmm. Proctor. Why is he the only one there? He's the only one there. He's hungover. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I guess it's closed, so he's just kind of on call. Like, maybe it's just his on call. Except he's very clearly not on call. He's like, the hospital's closed today. Yeah, he says he's off duty. Well, he's just saying that to get people to go away. I mean, I've done that before, too. When you were the single person in charge of the hospital? I mean, when I was in charge of the store. Oh. <laughs> don't, don't feel like working today. Hey, we're closed. Have y'all ever seen the original Halloween 2? No. Yes. Okay. It made me think of that a little bit because there was like no patients <gasps> in the hospital. That is true. Yeah. There was like a couple staff and that was it. That's a reoccurring theme though. That's a really good point in those movies. Um, I do remember there's a, sequ- a scene in that movie where there's like an entire wing full of newborns but no parents anywhere there was and there's also like they go to a psych war too and there's all these there's nobody else in the psych war but like two people but there's all these crazy people around wait which which movie what are we talking about when she it's when she's locked up and she's crazy and she has to break out jamie lee curtis yes jamie lee curtis that's halloween resurrection okay it's one of the bad ones anything that doesn't have like a, a number is a bad one anyway we're at this empty hospital right but and the twerps eventually convince dr proctor to take a look at pikachu because he sees misty with her big blue eyes oh jesus and he just can't say return down requests from young girls reminder misty is 10 years old and this guy is a grown-ass man i wonder how old george clooney was at the time (laughs) that's what i was about to say too i would just like to note in the er pilot i watched dr ross was well known for being really good with children because he's a pediatrician so wait a minute, is that what they're going for? Like I don't know, but I don't like it. Maybe maybe they tried to be like, okay, I just can't turn down a request from a you know child type, but it didn't come across like that. No, <laughs> it was it's, it was they commented on it. It was Misty's. Yeah. The delivery was a little bit off there. You know, it's, it was not like oh I'm here to help you. It's more of like oh I, you know you know. This was a Takashishudo novel. Ten year old or legal adults. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
this is probably the most blatant it's ever been, actually. Okay, I don't I'd know agree. about this next part, but I have thoughts about this next thing that happens, too. <laughs> the whole... Okay, so first of all, he determines that it's choke. Pikachu's choking, which... <laughs> like, the scene was insane. Yeah. <laughs> but he, like, takes all his sweet time. He's like, okay, Pikachu's choking. There's something stuck in his throat. So his solution then is to grab a defibrillator and give it a shock to wake it out of like from unconsciousness but it wasn't unconscious <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> and then it regains consciousness apparently and then he sticks his entire hand and forearm into pikachu's mouth <laughs> i'm sorry i was disturbed and then he plucked it out. It's an entire fucking apple <laughs> hole. <laughs> if Pikachu can swallow an apple hole like that, I'm pretty sure Dr. Proctor can reach his whole hand down there. That's what I'm assuming. <laughs> that was disturbing, to say the least. I guess this is how veterinary medicine works. You just shove your whole arm down there. It's more forceful. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, it was very irresponsible of you, Ash, to let your Pikachu eat this whole thing. And Ash is like, I didn't let Pikachu do anything. So that happens. Corps <laughs> are still hanging around for some godforsaken reason. They're not charged a bill for this event because, or actually, I take it back, they live in Canada. So <laughs> that's that's a better comparison, yeah. I mean, they, they don't have any billing at all. It's totally paid for. Crazy. Yeah. There's a bunch of places like that. See, we live in America <laughs> and we, we can't imagine <laughs> such a scenario. That's just <laughs> wild. <laughs> If you go to a hospital, you're going to be paying that off for the rest of your life. Shit. Oh, you don't even know. It's just a made-up number. It just appears know? in the mail one day. That happened yep. to me a couple times. They were like, oh, you owe thousands of dollars. I'm like, no, I fucking don't. Do you want to know a tip? And this sometimes only works 50% of the time, maybe. But if you if the hospital sends you a bill and you call them and say, can you itemize this bill for me? Ooh. Typically, it will be less than what they originally gave you. Is there any chance it would be more? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't want. I don't, I don't want to risk it. So. It's gonna be more. I think if you start asking <laughs> questions and you're like, "Send me an itemized bill. Like, what is the breakdown of this? Like, why are you saying I owe five thousand dollars?" Then chances are you might end up with a discount. That just that just proves it's all made up though, because then it's like they gotta itemize it. They're like, "Oh God, where do we put this hundred? Is this for Tylenol? Or is this for you know socks?" <laughs> <laughs> gotta figure it out the fact that they're charging you at all for something like tylenol or whatever is absurd but fucking shithole country anyway <laughs> i'm leaving that in at this point the twerps are hanging around not have been charged at the wazoo because they don't live in america luckily they weren't in Innova for this episode <laughs> um we get a ring 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 phone call phone call ring 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 phone call phone call you were just waiting to do that yes, yeah I was. that was very good that was very good <laughs> Because Nurse Joyce calling, and but Doctor Proctor doesn't care about why she's calling. He just wants to go out for a pizza on Saturday night. Ooh! Mm-hmm. But Nurse Joyce shuts that down because we've had a Pokemon emergency. Some sort of truck collision has happened, or something. Team Rocket apparently was in the process of taking all these Pokemon from some location. I don't know where exactly. Didn't really explain it. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I have a question about this. So they were involved, but in what way? Were they driving the truck and crash? Or were they trying to intercept the truck and crash? Like, what? I don't know. They were involved somehow in the traffic accident. It was all James's fault, too. 
Did James say it was his fault? What happened? No. Yeah, remember Jesse was hitting him, saying, you've got to watch the road. And James is like, I only took my eyes off for just a second. I didn't expect whatever happened to happen. So I assume he was driving. Don't text and drive, or you'll have all of these comical injuries that are not very serious. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. There was some serious injuries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cracked skull. Oh, okay, we're going to get to that. Nurse Joy says, we have an overflow at the Pokemon Center, and we need you to take all these Pokemon. And she basically said, hold them there, but that ended up not happening, because they actually ended up treating most of them. So for some reason, Dr. Ross, George Clooney, Dr. Proctor, says to the twerps, okay, now you're working at the hospital, let's go. And... <laughs> I mean, that just happens. They, of course, agree to this because they have hero complexes. The boys dress up in white coats because they're doctors, and Misty has to dress up like a nurse because of sexism. (laughs) The Pokemon are wheeled in, and we have some various different events happen. Does anyone want to get into their favorites? I I just want to say I love the use of super glue. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty much my thing. <laughs> Dr. Proctor. Dr. Proctor needs to be charged for, like, malpractice. I mean, maybe it's different with, like, Pokemon versus people, but he's basically, like, there's several, like, okay, there's a Cubone, a Raticate, and a Pinsir, who all have various broken bones, teeth, horns, whatever. And he's like, just glue its teeth back in with Super Glue. Yeah, and then you're good to go. Th- that Raticate's teeth were shattered to pieces. And just, you can't just super glue teeth back together. According to Dr. Proctor, you can. It depends what kind of glue. He needs to go to jail. What else is he telling people to super glue then? You know, I mean, is, he, is this his human treatment method as well? It's like, oh, God, his leg's broken. Glue just it. Super glue it You have appendicitis? Uh, we'll just put some super glue on the appendix. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, burst open? Nah, we got to close it up. Here, give me the glue. <laughs> oh, you have a collapsed lung? We'll super glue it back together. Yeah. <laughs> put it full, fill it with a helium. He does get mad at Ash at one point because Ash is approaching this as a trainer. At one point, he calls out Bulbasaur to hold down this hysterical Cubone with like a fractured skull. Was the Cubone's skull fractured or was the skull of its mother that it wears as ornamentation fractured? The helmet. The helmet. Yeah, the outer layer. Then that's not really a medical emergency. I agreed with the super glue on that one. That made sense, yeah. Just get him get him out of here. He's just wasting space. Or he's occupying a bed that's needed. That's a dead creature's skull. It's not <laughs> it's not gonna heal. It's just decoration. Yeah, it's just sentimental. Yeah, that was priority number one for them. Yeah. <laughs> well they get the injuries get progressively worse. Which doesn't make sense. Well, but. Arbok comes in. Arbok is tied into a knot. I would consider that to be a comical injury. Yeah. Um because it's a cartoon snake. Well that's true. Well, then Dodrio. Dodrio's was scary. Yeah. All of its three heads were tied together. And I was like, oh my god, this would be a nightmare. And it's not choking either, you know? So it's... I thought it was choking. It was kind of, but it was still making noises, you know? Unlike Pikachu, who was completely silent. So these things are obviously... I couldn't figure out what the pain level was for... I mean, obviously it's in pain, but... I thought the the problem was going to be, like, it was going to, like, thrash its heads around wildly and get tighter. Yeah. That's what he says. It's It'll suffocate. This hospital is horrible at triage, by the way. <laughs> they're getting the like the, the bone fracture that's not important, and they're going on to this more important stuff. Right. Yeah, this guy's not that great. I'm trying to think what elsewhere was. There was a Voltorb stuck in a weeping bell. Poor thing. The Voltorb was fine, but the, that weeping bell was suffering. Yeah. Oh my god, do weeping bells breathe? 
it looked like that thing in Monsters Inc. after the lip sucker thing. Oh, let's go of it with its mouth kind of stretched out. And I was like, oh god, there's super glue ain't gonna fix that. It was that was bad. I think the one I felt the worst for was the pincer. Its horn was completely cut in half. <laughs> they just glued it back on. <laughs> it's just glue. I guess at some point they're trying to fix all these injuries. But then Dr. Proctor gets stabbed with his own sedative syringe. I forgot. Did Ash do that? What happened there exactly? I thought it was one of the Pokemon. It was the Dodrio. Yeah. yeah. It, yes, the yes, Dodrio it was, was thrashing. Yes. And then it thrashed the syringe into Dr. Proctor's arm. So the Jigglypuff themes plays and he goes to sleep. And Ash, brilliant Ash, decides to electrocute Dodrio to knock it out of commission. First he douses it in water from squirtle and then oh yeah electrocutes it he tortures it yeah i was like whoa ash you're gonna ki-. well then he tries to catch it and then brock has to jump <laughs> in does. and say no <laughs> when he fell asleep with the shot was this before or after he met jesse this is after because okay. he meets jesse and james and they also they too have to be doctors slash nurses because dr proctor uh wants to get pizza with jesse and Jesse's totally taken with it. George Clooney is skeevy. <laughs> Sorry, Dr. Proctor is skeevy. <laughs> Dr. Proctor, yeah. Hitting on every woman, regardless of age. Ugh. Yeah, what a creep. That was pretty much it. It was Wacky Adventures. No one has anything else to say. Team Rocket eventually turns the tables, literally, by getting their stretchers with arms and claws. And they grab the twerps. And they're going to attack. But they they can't attack Chansey because Arbuck and Weezing don't want to attack the nurse that helped them. So then Dr. Proctor wakes up and he threatens to eviscerate them with his medical equipment. Oh, yeah. He like throws open his lab coat and he has like syringes and scissors and <laughs> like all kinds of scalpels and things in there. Nope. He pulls out his Batman utility belt. Yeah. <laughs> Just says all of this thing. It was pretty terrifying. <laughs> I mean, George Clooney was Batman that one time. That's true. Oh, he that was true. Batman that one time. So. That's a good point. Who wasn't Batman at one point at this point? <laughs> Robert Pat- Patterson? He's, He's going gonna to be. be. Exactly. Uh, uh, what was with that Tarzan yell? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> regardless, <laughs> the twerps get out of their stretchers and they throw the stretchers at Team Rocket, who run away and they run down the hallway and they burst through the wall and run off. And then the twerps are like, okay, we're done here. Bye. Episode over. Well, Dr. Proctor asks if they want to apprentice under him and become doctors, but they're like, no. And I was like, Brock, this is your one chance. Yeah, I noticed that too. Mm -hmm. Brock specifically says he does not want to be a doctor. That's a lie. Fool. (laughs) And also questions about how doctors become doctors in the Pokemon world. So did he want them to become human doctors? Yes. Okay, Brock will become a Pokemon doctor eventually. Well, I guess there's really no real bar to pass when it comes to becoming a doctor because James is shocked at one point. He's like, the twerp is an MD. I would be shocked too. That's true. Yeah. It's just 200 hours of an apprenticeship and you're good to go. Yeah. All you need is an afternoon. Misty actually notes that she wants to be a doctor one day, maybe. But first she has to learn more about water Pokemon. That never goes anywhere. No. Does anyone have any other thoughts? This feels like an episode that doesn't exist. I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't think I saw this episode in its original run. I saw it in reruns or something. I don't know. I get what you mean, though. It feels like this is an episode you would hear a playground rumor about 
the episode where they all become doctors and it feels like it like never left japan or something weird it's <laughs> it, it's incongruent with the cartoon as we it just doesn't it. fit really. no it does not it's really weird yeah like there's not a featured Pokemon of the day. It's like an ER crossover. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> That's true. It's like they just drew this up after watching an episode of ER. <laughs> uh, this is a little weird one. They tried yep. something different. Okay, I, we can at least give them some credit for that. Yeah, it was entertaining. It was entertaining. I think both these episodes were, but this one was a good start. <laughs> the next episode is oh, the good one. My God. Oh, okay, okay. Before <laughs> before we get there, we got to do our LV, our least viable player, and our most viable player. And our quotes that had the most impact on us. And remember, no repeats. So once the person's chosen, they can't be chosen again. I got the randomizer here, and it is Alex Austin and then myself. Let's start with the quote. I am going to pick something that James says when they're all playing doctors. Well, this is when they first appear, and Ash is like, Don't trust them, doctor. Those two are from Team Rocket. And Jesse says, so what? Arbok is injured. And James says, we're bad, but we're not insensitive. <laughs> so I was like, deep down, they do care. Love you, James. <laughs> and we know James is your favorite, Jacob. So <laughs> shout out to James in this episode. MVP, I'm going to pick Arbok and Weezing. Yay. Yay. <laughs> that was good. That was a good pick. They were the obvious pick for me because Jesse and James demand that they attack Ash and Chansey. Well, Chansey throws itself between Ash and Team Rocket, and they refuse to attack it because it helped nurse them back to health, I guess. Good for them. They had some autonomy. And I'm going to go with Ash for LVP, actually, (laughs) because he was insane this episode. He manhandled all those sick Pokemon. He was smacking around Odrio, holding down Cubone with Bulbasaur, like all this. He was just, he didn't have a whole lot of like bedside manner i guess he shouldn't have been in that position in the first place well no. none of them should dr proctor should have known better i feel like that's a violation of like the hippocratic oath but <laughs> i guess i'll go mm-hmm. i'll go if i quote first and it's when dr proctor says misty you've got a knack for this uh misty says thank you doctor and then ash like kind of mutters really <laughs> really quietly knack <laughs> nah. what was up with that that was that so was weird, weird. <laughs> but i liked it <laughs> My MVP is going to be someone I was very shocked to see three times in this episode. Did y'all see this individual? Who was it? Porygon. Oh, I missed that. Did you see it? Where was it? When? There was a transition shot where it showed all the Pokemon going from like right to left. And Porygon was right in the middle of that shot. And I was like, (gasps) Porygon? What are you doing here? Yeah, it never appears. So I'm going to give it to Porygon for, I think this may be the one time it escapes its fate. Oh my gosh. And appears in a TV episode, even if it's still image. Dang. I wish I would have noticed it. My LVP, I was going to be Ash, but I'll give it to Dr. Proctor for sexually harassing a 10-year-old girl <laughs> and also sexually harassing Nish Joy and inappropriately hitting on Jesse and roping in children and other people to be doctors and nurses and assigning them roles based on their genders and for everything like he used a stethoscope on pikachu when he was choking on an apple (laughs) (laughs) then he used a multimeter to check his electricity output i don't know then he shoved his whole arm down pikachu just everything everything with dr proctor goodbye (laughs) go back and save gotham george clooney (laughs) go back 
in one of the not-so-great Batman movies. Agree to disagree, Uma Thurman. Anyway, I'll start off with my quote, and it is was mentioned a little bit earlier, and it is from our friend Dr. Proctor. When we first see him and he meets Misty, he just delivers this line that says, I've never been able to refuse service or refuse a service request from a little girl or something like that. Oh, I think you made it worse. You made it Did way really? worse than it was. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that opening quote there from our doctor friends, not uh, not the best. And I'm going to give my MVP to Chansey. Oh. Like I said, we haven't seen a human hospital before, so I don't know if Chansey came... Is always kind of supposed to be there, but I think Chansey pulled through. I think Chansey pulled through for the, the injured Pokemon there. And then my my LVP, I'm going to give it to Pikachu for getting, <laughs> getting us into this debacle, for not knowing how to freaking eat. We've seen Pikachu eat I don't know how many times, and this one time he can't chew an apple. So thanks a lot, Pikachu, for getting getting us in this debacle here. All right. Oh I'm, surpri- I'm, I'm surprised no one else chose Pikachu before then. I was like, I'm the, let's get the first Domino. We had some bigger fish to fry than Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I was able to come up with that on the fly because all my other stuff was taken. I mean, I agree. What was Pikachu thinking? Why would, why, what possessed it to swallow an apple whole? I wish the tree wasn't covering and we could have actually seen how this happened. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? But I think we're better off not knowing how this happened. <laughs> what is, what's Pikachu doing up there? Testing his limits. Now are we excited for the next episode? Holy Matrimony? Oh, wow. Yes, a holy matrimony. Our yes. recap of this is going to be a mess. Yeah. E- even more than usual. <laughs> Structured discussion is key. Yep. I don't know how I'm going to... Okay, wait a minute. I need a minute. I don't... Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do this. This is horrible. This episode was all over the place, so I don't know. I didn't prepare in any way, so this is going to be a disaster. Just I just keep FYI. thinking about it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. God, okay. Let me try to give myself a quick recap. Okay, we're just going to do this. Okay. Three, two, one, Go. Okay, so the twerps are walking down the road. They come across a missing child poster, and the missing child's James. So a limousine pulls up, kidnaps him, takes him to this giant estate where they find out that this is James's old house and that his parents have died and that they're leaving everything to James. Well, come to find out, James has to marry his, like, childhood sweetheart in order to get the inheritance. A bunch of crazy shit ensues. James is like having a mental breakdown over this, and ultimately he decides that he's not gonna marry, he's gonna stay Time. with Team Rocket happily ever after the end. <laughs> a bunch of crazy shit happens. Yeah, there's a lot to get in between here. There is no possible way to do this justice with 30 seconds, so we're gonna need to talk about this. Well, wish me luck. Okay. As oh, you said, boy. our twerps are walking in no particular direction. <laughs> I think they like wake up and they say, they like, I don't know, throw a pin in the air and whichever way it lands is the direction they head in that day. Yep. Yeah, basically. The map's just gone. Today, the pin was pointing southwest, so they're heading that direction. (laughs) On the way, they see they're going with their excellent companion, the egg, which Brock is cradling in his arms to remind us that it exists. He stole it, by the way, from Ash. Well, they all stole it. Yeah. They find the picture of a little boy, James, in his froofy little collar. What was that, like a rough, what was that thing called? Ascot? No, it's not Ascot. We've had this exact discussion on this podcast. It's the same <laughs> roughly thing that Edgeworth wears. Yeah, he's dressed up in his Edgeworth costume. Yeah. And it says missing. So the twerps spy this and say, that looks like James. And the moment they do, 
an enormous limousine appears and out comes out the giant butler. This guy was huge. Y'all notice that? He was enormous. What's his name? Like Hoskins? Hopkins. 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 Okay. Hopkins, yeah. Hopkins manhandles them and throws them into the limo. And they go off to the giant estate, which they comment. It felt like we went to the front gate 30 minutes ago as they near the end of the driveway. Meanwhile, Team Rocket also sees a sign and say, that boy looks familiar. We should go investigate. Why does he look like James? James is like, uh, let's not. But they do. (laughs) Twerps arrive on the scene where we have an enormous house. That's actually the dog house because the actual house is much bigger than that. And it's right next to it. So James's parents are the richest people in all of Kanto, which is impressive since everyone in Kanto seems to be fucking rich. And they have died. They have died just just recently. No, they died that morning, both of them together. Yes, that together, true love took them. Yes. Yeah, to say they died of like their depression from their son being missing. Yeah, broken hearts took them. Apparently, so just to back up a little bit. So the missing child poster that they see is obviously James as a kid, which this had to have been, what, 10 years ago? If not more. If not longer. So they've been waiting this whole time. And I guess I know that's their only picture because he ran away as a kid, I I suppose. But he's been missing for a long time and they just now suddenly died of the broken heart. Yes. <laughs> okay. I like to think that they do this every morning. Ah! This is something they do every morning just to see if they can... <laughs> They've been doing this for 15 years. <laughs> Every single day they just die to see if they can lure him back into the estate. <laughs> they got these, you know, Dracula-type coffins set up here. We didn't even comment on the fact that the moment someone comes across the sign and says, that looks like James, that the limo appears as if he's been waiting there for 15 years for someone to come by and say, like, hmm, is that James? He said the secret word. He said James. And <laughs> he said the secret word. Obviously, this episode is wild and wacky and doesn't make any goddamn sense because we're going on absurdism rules, so who cares? So we can just roll with this. This episode is on, with us. On yes. We're meeting at where it's at. I was going to mention before they mentioned that they died, I was hoping for a flashback to the previous episode. Like, oh, they died. Dr. Proctor was working on them. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping for we'd get some, you know, connection with the episodes. They swallowed whole apples. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> And he used a defibrillator on them. (laughs) Thereby killing them. (laughs) In any case, James's parents have died of broken hearts, and they're in these coffins with an elaborate flower display right in the foyer. The twerps sit out on the front step, and they kind of discuss it, and they're like, well, we gotta... Ash basically says, we gotta find James, because his parents have died. They also learn that there's stipulation where all of the inheritance money is going to go to charity... Unless James marries his childhood betrothed within the 24 hours of their passing. So really, they have less than 24 hours. They probably only have 18 hours at most. Yeah, at the most, definitely. Yeah, tomorrow morning at 8. Team Rocket falls from the roof. (laughs) They were eavesdropping. (laughs) They were eavesdropping on the twerps, learning about James. And James is having terrible amnesia. He has no idea what's going on. And (laughs) he does that part so much. He's like, I can't remember. I just can't. He can't recall. He does have vague memories of failing out of Pokemon tech school and of joining a bicycle gang. <laughs> oh, my God. That was great continuity. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we talk about his his backstory that he gives? Yes. Oh, my God. Through his amnesia, he remembers, quote, I remember one scene. <laughs> one scene. I love how he, like, plays it out like he was... He's in a show. He's in, like, a drama, and he's recalling the scene. Like... 
I thought he was adopted or something at this point. And I was like, oh my god, what is he going for here? <laughs> How story. well did you guys remember this episode before you watched it? Mm, vaguely. I remembered like every detail, to be honest. I was actually older when I watched this one. Not now, but previously. And I was like, oh my god, some of the stuff that happened in this episode just... Ugh. I distinctly remember watching this on the TV at a hair salon. What? What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was something, something... I don't know what was going on. Like a child's hair salon, I guess. And they had a TV, and they were airing this episode on Kids WB or whatever. And so I only caught snippets of it, because I was in the world. And I was like, this episode is wild. What is going on? This episode was. Yes. <laughs> did they have the audio playing at the hair salon? Yes, like, Could they you did. hear it, or were you, like, trying to create your own? Okay. I could hear it. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I caught, like, every other scene, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on in Pokemon today? <laughs> Is, is this also our first episode to focus on Team Rocket? Yes. Well, somewhat. I mean, we did have the Bicycle Gang episode, which yeah. kind of had their background. Yeah, little tidbits here and there, but the they kind of cons- consume the majority of this episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is where it gets bonkers, because James starts talking about his childhood. <laughs> which, apparently, this is some scene from some anime. I don't know anything about it, but this is directly referencing something. Yeah. That's how I felt, too. But, no, it really was. No, I mean, like, yeah, but uh, I was, like, trying to remember. You're talking about, like, the snow coming down? Yes, and... James's scenario he describes yes. is, um, as a young boy, he was traveling through the snowy town with his beloved Growlithe Growly, and then as they reached a church, he no longer could survive any longer, and he collapsed in the snow and looked up and saw a mural of the angels coming to take him to heaven. So he freezes to death as Growly howls, mourning his master. So we cut back to the modern day, and everyone's in tears. They can't believe that James has died as a little boy. (laughs) (laughs) We're all going to miss him. (laughs) Team Rocket and Editorps, everyone's crying, except for Misty. Except for Misty. Who's the one person who has a brain in this entire grouping of people. And snaps that James is still alive. He's right here. And James is like, oh yeah, I am still alive. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, oh man. So he still has amnesia. So Jesse and Meowth are going to get those billions no matter what they have to do. So they dress up as like ninja stagehands. Oh my God. This was, oh my, this part right here. This was awesome. Oh. This was the best. They like whip James up into a net and like tie his hands behind his back and put a, like, they gag him and he goes inside. And J- Jesse, as James says, Papa. Mama, I have returned for my money. Uh, I mean to see you off, or whatever. <laughs> that was pretty good. I like that impression. <laughs> the butler is elated, and Jesse just wants the money. But maniacal laughter emerges from the <laughs> coffins as James's parents reveal themselves to be alive. They faked dun, dun, their dun. death. They do the Team Rocket motto intro, which was weird, but they're still alive. James's parents look like James and Jesse. They do. Yeah. Like, why does his parents look like both of them together? That the only similar characters we see, but... Ooh, we're oh, getting well, there soon. wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I love this part when they burst out. Gosh. Just like, this is great. <laughs> okay, and I'd like to point out, at one, some point I realized the twerps are no longer a party to this. They are sneaking around in the background, entering into this home, watching this unfold, seemingly without anyone noticing them. So I thought it was kind of a funny role reversal of what we usually have. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
inside outside perspective going on yep so james snaps that this is just like them they would fake their deaths to make him come back home even though he was kind of bound and gagged and forced to go home and he faked his own death before that too so maybe that's just a family trait to get out of that's true to get Rich out of people. you know your problems they're not <laughs> like us <laughs> we just can't compare ourselves jesse and meowth realize that james is lying about having amnesia but no one seems to recognize that Jesse and Meowth are there in their ninja costumes and that this is James acting of his free will. Supposedly. Supposedly. They yeah. do not see them. So they all go upstairs. You forgot that one part. The funny thing about that is with them pretending to not be there is the butler literally carries all three of them upstairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he has James in his left arm and Meowth and Jesse in his right arm. Or maybe it's reversed, but he literally chugs them all upstairs in a matter of seconds. Proving how huge and strong he is. That's a great catch. That was a great out. bit. That was a great bit. They all have to go upstairs to meet Jezebel, who is there for some reason. So, Jacob, you think that they go through this routine every day, and they've been doing this for years and years? I think it's, yes, I think it's just a rinse-repeat process to be going on here, because it's too well calculated. Okay. Everything's too well rehearsed. Everything's too well in line. So, I actually, I have a conspiracy here that they've brought multiple people back to this house, assuming that they could be James. Oh, you know, I'm assuming there's I'm assuming there's like multiple people that look like James in this universe. So no, there's only people who look like Jesse. Oh, it's Jesse too. That's true. Yeah, and Ash. And uh, oh well, there's a reason for Ash. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's a conspiracy that uh, or James's father's been around too. Well, Jezebel looks like she looks like the mother, but Ugh, rich people—they're not like us. No, <laughs> <laughs> they're not like us. I think that's the title of the episode, right there, Austin. They all go to meet Jezebel, who's up on her throne. She's hiding behind a, a fan, and we can see her face. But this is James's betrothed from his childhood, who he ran away to get away from. Well, she looks identical to Jesse. Yeah. She reveals her face, and she is Jesse. And we have a ding dong, ding dong, ding dong going back between her hair and Jesse's hair, so we can all realize the situation. <laughs> Everyone gasps. Jesse's the only one who is offended by this suggestion that she looks like Jezebel. She is like, we do not look the same. We absolutely do not look the same. Oh, gosh. I love that her name is Jezebel because there's so much going on. Is it Jezebel <laughs> or is it Jesse Bell? It's Jesse Je- Bell. Jesse Bell. It's easier to say it as Jezebel. Because that's an actual word. Yeah. It's based on Jezebel. It has Jesse in the name, and it's Bell because they make her into a Southern Bell in the dog. Yeah, the Southern Twang is what gets it in there. That's about to say. Yeah, Jesse Bell somehow tricks them into going into the dungeon. She says that the inheritance is in the vault downstairs. Yeah. So we all have to go to the dungeon downstairs slash the vault. The twerps are still following them around. We go into the dungeon, and who wants to comment on what's what's in there? Oh man, what you? Uh, they're different than us. Isn't it just like a bunch of exercise? Like, it's a I torture saw, chamber. I saw whips. I saw like you know uh, the spinning wheel on the wall that you throw daggers at. Yeah, like a bunch of leather straps too. Stuff you would tables you would tie people to. I saw a bunch of uh, odd things down there. Yes, the twerps all blush as this is happening. Lordy, oh. Jessie Bell has now transformed herself, and now she's like a lion tamer. <laughs> When James realizes that James's family and Jezebel realize that Jesse and Meowth were there all along, and Jezebel sends out her vile plume to attack them, and apparently they knew the twerps were there all along, because they attack the twerps and Jesse and Meowth, and Hopkins gets a big broom and sweeps them all outside. I like how the mom, like, Jesse and Meowth are still somehow convinced that they're invisible, 
until the mom jumps in and she's like, you guys are idiots. We know you were there the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) In all fairness, they were operating off of logic that this episode has. Like, like, there's no logic here. There's just random shit happening. Yeah. We get to hear James screaming as Jezebel whips him in a frenzy and he runs around the house trying to avoid her. And then we hear a barking happening from the doghouse. Pikachu is really concerned about this barking. Ash is like, what is it? And Meow sarcastically <laughs> is saying, it, w- it wants to be let outside. So everyone gets together and we all pull open the door and Growlith- Growly the Growlithe emerges. He has arrived and he's here to save his beloved James. So Growlithe runs into the dungeon and saves James by grabbing him and putting him on his back and running away. So they all escape into the doghouse to get away from Jezebel. At which point, they all sit down for a discussion. James reveals that he ran away to get from Jezebel. Mm-hmm. And all, well, all everything we'd already figured out. Jezebel and Vileplume crash through the wall and appear to attack. But that's okay, because <laughs> Growly attacks Vileplume and Jezebel, and they run off. They run into James's parents, who are feeding the Magikarp in the Koi Pond. And they get knocked into the water. And they laugh at Jezebel would be a wonderful daughter-in-law. <laughs> She's so much better than our son. Oh, yeah, they said that, didn't they? Yeah, they say that kind of throughout the episode a little bit. Oh, she's a perfect fit for our Jamesy. She's so much better. Yeah, then their delinquent son. Yeah. There's, like, an implication that they think James is, like, out there sowing his wild oats and, like, living a bachelor lifestyle, which could not be further from the truth. The theme of the episode was freedom. The ending doesn't make any sense at all, like, in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, oh, in a really? real bad way. I, li- I like the ending. with. No, not the Jesse part, the oh. growly part. Yeah, oh, the growly. Okay. That kind of made me a little angry. Wait, why? Oh, he's like, stay and take care of my parents. Yeah, why are you going to take care of these people? No, your abusive parents who lock the dog away? It just sounds like you don't resp- want responsibility, James. Take the dog. <laughs> take the dog that just saved your life multiple times. Okay, I have a different thought about this. Maybe James wants Growly to stay because we find out later that every time they switch their Pokemon, they have to send them back to the Team Rocket headquarters. So maybe mm-hmm. he just doesn't want Team Rocket to have Growly. True. I think I agree with that. I think he did him a favor under the guise of just stay here and look after my parents and the estate. Yeah. There was no winning situation for this Growlithe. No. Poor Growly. It would have been cool if it was an Arcanine, though, by the Ooh, time he yeah. came back. Ooh. I'm surprised James didn't, when James initially ran away, why didn't he just take Growly? I wish we got more details on James running away. Yeah, I wish we got a more backstory on that, because instead of the snow scene... We know he joined a bicycle gang. He ran away to escape Jezebel's incessant Whips. nagging. Yeah, she apparently she would always try and correct him on every little thing. Yeah, and he hated that. Did I... I think I imagined this, but I could be remembering... There's a Diamond and Pearl episode that's a sequel to this. Did I create a scenario in which Jezebel said he had to get rid of Growly? I don't remember. Oh... I can't say for sure, but I know that there is, like, a recreated episode. Yeah, this gets returned to. Mm-hmm. That sounds awfully familiar with the get rid of Growly. But I can't remember. Regardless, it doesn't make any sense for Growly to be here. Yeah. they Give that thing to her. Well, actually, don't give it to Officer Jenny. That would be even, <laughs> even yeah. worse fate. That would be, yeah. I don't know. Poor Growly. Poor Growly. There's nowhere for him to go. Safari Zone. <laughs> Safari Zone. He'll get shot by Kaiser. Lord. I did think the very, very end part was sweet where Jesse and James, like, James is like, there's nowhere I'd rather be, basically. I thought that was a touching moment. That was a romantic moment. It was. Yeah. Jesse and Meowth are walking along, and James appears with a balloon and says, I'm not going anywhere. And he 
scoops James up or Jesse up and they get together and they have a romantic tender moment as Meow chases after them screaming that they <laughs> forgot him. You forgot the camera panning too. The camera pans five times back and forth between Jesse and James's eyes too. It's like, huh, 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 huh. What do we think about Jesse and James as a romantic pairing? It's inconsistent. Sometimes they do portray them as there's some tension there, like between them. But other times they make jokes to the effect of like James is not entirely straight. And so... (laughs) I don't think either of them are entirely straight. Let's be real. Yeah, there's some questioning going on there. Like there's... It's very inconsistent. It depends on the mood of the episode. It's like, are they a thing? Are they not? Like brother and sister? Romantic? Who knows? I like to think of them as a brother and sister situation. What do you think, Jacob? I think it's similar to that. I just don't see them being romantic. I think it would just be weird. It wouldn't fit the theme of Team Rocket for them to be actually romantically involved. More of that brother, sister, long best friend dynamic that just works better. I mean, yeah. I mean, Jesse, James, and Meowth and Wapafet are together for life, but... Yeah. Mm. Anyway, episode's end. As Jezebel chases after the twerps. (laughs) Yeah, to help find James. Honestly... She should have followed the twerps. She would have found James. I was like, what if they go for a Jigglypuff thing here where Jesse Bell just continuously shows up and wrecks... But I don't know what they would do with her in that <laughs> yeah, case. Yeah, what, what would be her thing? Like, she can't sing. She doesn't... Maybe she just whips James or something like that. And oh She could be God. like a Butch and Cassidy-like antagonist to occasionally appear. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe wreck their plans to get him to come back home or something. I don't know. But anyway, we didn't get that, thank God. All right, any more closing thoughts or concerns with this episode? I think we pretty much covered almost everything. Jacob, was this your favorite episode? This was definitely, of these two or just in general? In general, so far. I think this is probably one of my favorite pairings of episodes that we've had. Oh. This definitely was better than the first one. I just love the wackiness of it. <laughs> and um, like I said, we haven't seen a gym in a while. Or we're never going to see a gym. Sorry, I forgot <sighs> about that. But this was actually funny and entertaining. What was the last gym that we have seen? Koga. Oh, Koga? Koga, yeah. Really? Oh my god, that was forever ago. Okay. Oh gosh, this is definitely when they realized that the gym scenarios wasn't working and they just needed more entertainment. Yeah, just wait till we get to Sun and Moon, huh? Hey now. Say that for 12 years from now when we're discussing yeah. Sun and Moon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. The next decade. <laughs> the year of our Lord, 2031. <laughs> Alright, you guys ready to move on to our MVP and LVPs? Sure I'm eager. are. It is Austin, myself, and then Alex. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm not that eager because I actually don't have any picked out. Oh, you either? <laughs> no. This is it's just <laughs> such a fun episode that I didn't really. It was hard to pick one. It was. I'll say my quote, which was, Jezebel says this twice. It's her famous quote from the dub. <laughs> You're not running properly. <laughs> <laughs> when she shouts to James as he runs away, she shouts again to Ash and friends at the end of the episode. My MVP will be Growly. Oh, good pick. Good pick. He's a loyal companion dog. He's probably an old dog at this point. Good for him. He's a good boy. I really wish his, he had better life circumstances. My LVP will be... No one. Oh. <laughs> no LVP? <laughs> no. Okay, I gotta come up with something. Shit. My LVP will be Togepi. It didn't do anything this episode. It, <laughs> it's just togepi. sitting around. Yeah, that's it. Togepi. <laughs> that's we don't pick. know it as that yet. It's the egg, egg. The egg. The mystery egg. The mystery egg is my LVP. 
All right, now let's see if I can come up with something on the fly. All right, I do have a quote, though, so I'll start with that one to buy some time. My quote is Brock referencing a famous Brett Michaels song when he was with Poison. What? When Jesse Bell, th- oh, you oh, missed oh, this? Oh, Jesse oh, Bell, oh. I think, throws him out of the house. I know what you mean. Or something like that, and then Brock goes, huh, even a rose has its thorn. Oh. <laughs> it's like, there we go. <laughs> Good callback there. Oh, God. Uh, I'll start with my LVP. I'm going to give my LVP to Hopkins. Yeah, and the, the main. Re- <laughs> I considered him. There's many reasons, but right off the bat, he gets out of that limo and he start has a megaphone and he starts yelling at these kids through a megaphone. And I was like, that's gonna damage their ears. Obviously, I can tell right <laughs> away you're not a good person, Hopkins. You and your megaphone yelling at people. And then my MVP. You know, what? I'm gonna go on a limb here. I'm gonna give it to James. The reason why I give it to James here is I know I just stole someone's, but I'm going to give it to James here for realizing what he values in life and not succumbing to the money aspect and realizing that he just enjoys his freedom and that's what makes him happy. So good for you, James. You're my MVP. That was a good one. (laughs) (laughs) I considered James, but now I have to be creative. Let's just start with the obvious LVP. I'm shocked you guys did not pick Jesse Bell. She was funny enough to make to not have her be LVP. <laughs> I guess. I mean, okay, maybe maybe I'll switch it. Jesse Bell was entertaining. I'll switch it to James's parents. Just because, like we talked about, I, supposedly they faked their death every day for the last 10 years. And God only knows what other kind of wacky things that they came up with to try to, try to lure James back to the estate. Because I guess at some point he does make some sort of comment like, you can't just like let me be or whatever so i'm assuming this has happened before yeah that this yeah. is not the first time or the worst thing they've done to try to lure him back plus they're ridiculous they're just absolutely ridiculous oh and then at one point the mom does say something like we only want what's best for us i, I mean you so- <laughs> I at that. yeah that was a good yeah that was a good catch so i was like okay clearly they're self-centered um and like austin said they're not like you and i you and i so yeah, I'll give it to them. Do they have names? Did we ever get their names, or did they? Are they just mom and dad? I was just about to ask that. I don't um, think so. I'll look it up. I think James Senior. James Senior. Some sort of variation on Jesse. Jessarella. Jessifo. Jessamine. B. I Jess, don't know. Jess Jessmine. They don't have names. Okay, so they're just mom uh, and dad, I guess. Mama and Papa. Yeah, Mama and Papa. Rich people don't have names. They're not yeah. like us. <laughs> they just have serial numbers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> They're not like us. All right, MVP. Wait, 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 wait. Was that a was that a Elon Musk and Grimes baby reference? Oh no, but that's a good. That, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna go with that. Okay, sure, sure it was. <laughs> MVP has to obviously go to Jesse. Obviously, how could you not pick her for her ridiculous impersonation when she's treating James like a marionette doll? Oh. <laughs> Oh, it was wonderful. And she's just being practical. I mean, they could have had all their dreams come true. But again, I do, to Jacob's point, I do see, you know, James, good for him. He stuck to his morals. Plus, Jesse, Jesse sees that James is super unhappy, too, after, you know, she gets through the clouded vision of money. So. Oh, yeah. At the end, she's like, you know, we're going to, you know, we didn't get the money this time, but we're going to keep going, you know, Team Rocket forever. Let's see. Quote. There were so many good quotes. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> I kind of wanted to say the thing at the end, but Austin, you kind of said it. Okay, I'll go with the thing that James's dad says. He says, a man who can't settle down is like a bumblebee without a nose. 
He'll never sniff the daffodils of life. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're on some stuff in that house. I'll tell you right now. They are on some stuff. That was wonderful. Having too many hypnos. Yeah. Put them to sleep. Oh, I wonder if they're a part of the Pokemon Lovers Club. <laughs> they definitely <laughs> are. You see that dungeon? Yeah. That's where they keep their child victims. <laughs> they're into some tawdry shit. The growl of barking covers up the banging on the doors where they trap their victims. This might have been my overall favorite episode so far. Like I said, it's definitely up there for me. I'm trying to think what other episode I liked. Like I said, this was a great pairing. There's plenty to talk about, thank God. They were just so absurd and outlandish. Yeah. I think we should have more Team Rocket-centric episodes. They're coming. We should. I want more backstory on how James's parents got so rich. I want to find out what they what yeah, they what did. did they do? Yeah, they have to be old money. It has. It's old money. Definitely, they're definitely old money. I just want to know what the beginning was. You, know? you don't get that rich without hurting a lot of people. Damn. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> yeah, and the landscape didn't help either. Any more thoughts or concerns before we close this out here? Thing? Or the dog is knocking on the door. Did he knock? Yes. I, was that that noise? Yes. It's Growly coming to save the day. Oh my god, Growly. Okay, I'll be there in a second, Growly. <laughs> All At right. least he was very polite, he knocked. I wonder how he did that. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I think you showed him something. You showed him how to do that, Austin? You trained him? He did learn how to turn off the Roomba by himself. Oh. Oh, it was his tail. Oh, His tail okay, was wagging and hitting the door. Okay. okay. I, was expect- I was a little worried there for you a minute, for a minute, Austin, but that's good to know it's just the tail. You know, he's, he's, he's so smart, and yet he eats poop. They're not like us. That's why they didn't take Growly. <laughs> he eats That's poop. Right. He eats the poop. God, more vet bills. Maybe uh, he, that's didn't, reason why I stayed him. he didn't take him because they have a cat in the group and it wouldn't have gone well. Yeah, Meowth was not happy with that dog. Like, hmm. Meowth had kind of like a stupid dog expression on. Yeah. Yeah, but they obviously don't care that much about Meowth because remember, James did leave him. That's true. When he picked up Jesse in the balloon. He just. <laughs> they made Meowth walk for however long distance that was. Well, these were some great episodes. You guys have any more things you'd like to share about them, or are you guys ready for me to close it out? Uh, Alex, this episode made you think that the species Growlithe was called Growly. Yes. So, little anecdote. As a child, I did think that, I guess I saw this episode, at least a bits and pieces of it, and for the longest time, I thought that Growlithe was actually the, the species of Pokemon. The name was Growly. Oh, hey, a wild Growly. Now, you think the T-H-E was like a silent? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Growlithe. In the games, did you nickname it Growly? I did not nickname my Pokemon until way later. Okay. I'm trying to think. When was the first game that I actually started nicknaming Pokemon? It may have been Sapphire. Hmm. But coming up with nicknames is hard. It takes a lot of dedication and motivation. Because if you guys are like me, I don't know. I try to... If, if I do get into like the itch of like okay i have to nickname the pokemon i try to follow a theme they all have like a similar naming convention or theme around it and not just like random i I don't have that problem uh yeah i I think i tried it once yeah do you guys not in sun and moon i named solgaleo nebby oh that doesn't count i was like well it has to be named nebby what that's a built-in nickname that doesn't count i would name him after the type a little bit like i think i named a pikachu once like the shock factor you named it the shock factor? <laughs> yeah, that's what I don't know why. It's like, oh my whatever. God. <laughs> it's like if Pikachu was like a WWE character and the shock factor. <laughs> that's exactly, yeah, I think I named him after <laughs> WWE characters. <laughs> yeah, nicknaming is too difficult. It's just... Ugh. I'm going to name all of them Growly. 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 All Pokemon. All Growly. Pokemon. 
All right, my own growly's tr really upset with me. We gotta, we gotta wrap it up. Oh, okay, okay. All right, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Uh, thank you all for listening. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And if you have any questions or comments for the show, please be sure to send them to outofthedrawingpan at gmail.com. That's outofthedrawingpan at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter. Our handle is outofdrawingpan. That is outofdrawingpan. Which episodes do we have next week, Jacob? <laughs> we have episode 49 and episode 50, if I'm correct. So near yet so far-fetched, and who gets to keep Togepi? Oh, we oh oh we're already on Togepi. Interesting. Yeah, who does get to keep Togepi, considering that they're all vying for it? We'll find out next week. We'll find out who gets to keep Togepi next time as the journey continues. 